I'll be reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. Verses 13 through 20. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light for the whole, all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that you may see, so that they may see your good works. And give glory to your Father in heaven. Don't think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish but fulfill. For truly I tell you until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of the letter will pass away from the law until all things are accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches the commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks. Well, it's confession time. It finally happened. I was pulled over outside 165 in the school zone in front of the high school the other day. Sheriff's deputy pulled me over. Yes, yes, and I was thinking, I'm out here on 165, and all the church people are going right by me. (laughs) Wonderful moment in time. So, this is what happened. I'm coming out of the school after dropping my kids off, and I'm about to turn right, the police officer is walking over to block the road, as they do, so you can pull out to the right and go. And he walks, and he's standing over there, and one last car is turning into the school, and then there's no other cars behind, and I thought, I'm just going to turn right. You can't just turn right! <laughs> they stopped me about half a mile down. So do you know what you did? I said, no, no, not a clue. What did I do? He said, well, you have to wait for him to point. I said, I did not know you have to wait for him to point. So I do now. He said, you have to wait for him to point or you can't go. And I said, okay, I, you're right. I did not wait for him to point. I assumed and I did not wait for him to point. So 
Warning for all of you today, wait for them to point. Because if they don't point, you can't go. So, A lot of people get fixated on this idea of law versus gospel or law versus grace. I see a lot of Old Testament arguments versus New Testament arguments. Some have even stated that the Old Testament is no longer important or no longer vital to the faith that we have Jesus and the law doesn't save, only Christ saves, only Jesus saves. We don't need the law. And all of these things are false, are not quite the truth because even Jesus sees the the, the law as something that is important and vital. But the law is doing something different entirely different than what we think. And let me give you a background of the law and how it was developed. The law originally contains the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt, thou shalt, thou shalt, and thou shalt not. There's also 600 plus commandments that are added in Deuteronomy and Leviticus. And all these 600 plus were just variations on the ten detailing exactly how Israel was succeeding and how Israel was failing and obeying the law. The intent of the law is the same as the intent of all laws, to provide a means for an orderly society with its foundations built upon God. The church historian Josephus noted that the Pharisees were considered the most experts and the most accurate expositors of the Jewish law. They fasted twice a week, prayed two hours a day, and spent several hours a day in the study of Holy Scripture. They knew the law more than anybody else. They kept themselves pure in regards to the law. In fact, the word Pharisee means literally a separated one, one who is set apart. They believed that people had to observe the purity laws inside the temple and outside the temple. And most everyone agreed that the Pharisees understood the law better than anyone else. So when Jesus states, unless unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. He is describing an impossible task. It cannot be done. The people were looking around going, really? It's impossible. My friends, your righteousness and my righteousness will never surpass that of the scribes and Pharisees. It's not possible. You can't do it. You're going to break a law. You're going to get pulled over. However, do I have some good news for you. There is something happening in Scripture beyond what you can do. Beyond what any of us can do. There's this little tiny adjective that Jesus uses that makes it all the more important that we see what is happening This little tiny adjective changes the entire passage and moves the law to its proper understanding and place. And this little adjective is this adjective, so that. In verse 16, In the same way, let your light shine before others 
so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. The way we live matters not because we are fulfilling the law or trying to earn our righteousness. This is not works. We are not resting our faith on our own merits, what we can do, and certainly not our own worth. The way we live matters because it is a reflection of the true light of the world, the light of Jesus Christ. So that your Father in heaven gets the glory. Someone asked the the famed preacher and writer Eugene Peterson what he would say in his last sermon before he died. What would he tell the people gathered? And he replied in my last sermon, I guess I'd want to say, go home. Be good to your spouse. Treat your children with respect. Do a good job at work. The gospel is all about reminding people who they are and who they belong to, especially in the immediate and the ordinary of life. This is the basis for everything we do. Whether we are at home or at school or at work or out in public, at a restaurant or anywhere else in the world, the goal is the same. Are you living out of the gospel of Jesus Christ? You see, John Wesley saw the fourth way of the law, of understanding the law, a fourth way, the law as the promise of the kingdom of God. And what he means by that is is the covenant, the Mosaic covenant, when we talk about the Ten Commandments, is not a rule book, but as something we are being formed into, what we will be like. And he saw this promise of the kingdom of God as the law such as thou shalt not covet. He saw this as the promises that when we are perfected in Christ, we won't want to covet. Because there will be nothing left for us to covet. You shall not murder. It's because we are perfected in Christ that we shall never want to murder. We shall never want to kill. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and mind. It's because we are perfected in Christ and that's all we want to do is love God and love others. You see, the promise, the law, is fulfilled in here, in the heart. Not up here in the head or out here with the hands, but in here in the heart. And this is where Wesley saw the law was internal that we are transformed in Christ, that it's not our righteousness anymore. Our righteousness is gone. It is Christ who lives in us. And lives in us. Look at Joel with me. Joel uh, chapter 2 in the Old Testament. Joel chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. This is the prophet Joel, and he's speaking for God. And he says, even now, the Lord's declaration, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Tear your hearts, or rend your hearts, 
not just your clothes. He wants the law to convict in here, not out here. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in faithful love, and He relents from sending disaster. The law is a fulfillment of what Christ is doing in us. The law and gospel go together. They're part of the same God. We live through Christ. And we fulfill the law. I was blessed that day because the officer said, well, watch his hand next time. And let me go with a warning. But grace and law go together. Knowing the law is how we are perfected in Christ. Amen.